Welcome to Is the World Fucked? It's a raw look at the future, starting now. My name is Bruce McCabe, I'm the global futurist. And I'm Paul Jones, Bruce McCabe's mate. (laughs) (laughs) And the cynical part of our partnership. Well, potentially. Sometimes. Yeah. You were saying you want to talk about recycling. I'd love to talk about recycling. Do you know why? (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Because... In the whole movement, well, or whatever it is that it is in order to save the planet. Yeah. Um, recycling, I almost feel like, has been with us for years, mm. decades, mm. almost like it was the beginning of the movement. Let's at least remake shit out of the shit that we've already used. Yep. And, you know, the easy ones were paper. I guess that's where it sort of started. And glass. now we've got oh, glass, glass, mm. of course. Um, and perhaps, I don't know, are we now melting down aluminium? Yeah, and, well, no, aluminium was an early one as well. Early aluminium was yeah. early. And now we've got cars that are 80% recyclable and all the rest of it. So, also. Do we? <laughs> you'll know better than I do. Um, they seem to claim it. But it's, it's sort of maybe a subject that we, um, we could just discuss because yeah. I think it's Somewhat left behind, maybe, in the say, whole electrification of the world. I think we've left recycling behind, and um, that's dangerous. Yeah, and, and it's a good one because I'm struggling with some of it, and it would help explore because I think there's a dark side and a good right, side, right. and is the world fucked is the question fundamentally here, and, and on recycling, let's just dive in and kind of see where we end up. Yeah. I don't know where I sit. I I'm generally looking for the optimistic side of things. You know, that's how I start. And yep. on recycling, I got to say, I keep getting defeated. I keep getting disappointed. There you go. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Disappointment. I, I've been so disappointed. I have been led down garden paths on recycling a yeah. few times now. And we can cite some cases that are local in Australia. I'm sure it's happening around the world. Oh, definitely. Um, but uh, with big promises... Big commitments, yeah, and even I would almost suggest false propositions for sure. Charlatans get involved. Um, I remember, like when I discovered all this paper we've been carefully recycling and just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Oh, that was so depressing. It wasn't going anywhere, and then um, not just in this country. There was also one a big scandal in Scandinavia. Um, right. Exactly the same thing, paper, all these recycling, just sitting in warehouses, huge bales of it. And all these citizens have diligently been toiling to do the right thing and separate their trash into the right bins and all the rest of it for so many oh, years. And then they discover so it's like an anti ad. It's like it's a double negative. First of all, it didn't happen. You didn't get the result you wanted. And secondly, you can't trust <laughs> we, them to do it. And then thirdly, we actually made you work for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. And then stuck it up your ass. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, and not good. And then locally, there was one on soft plastics, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. The big retailers in this country, the two of them, yep. were both collecting soft Both plastics. of them. Perhaps I, using the same organisation behind them. I'm not so sure about that. But I don't know the details. I'm but not sure, but potentially. Well, years of it, we've years. been collecting soft plastics. Years. So when we say soft plastics, uh, you know, your shopping bag. Mm. The bag you may use, uh, I think in the US and a lot of other countries, they move to paper bags a bit quicker than we did. But 
you know, there's plastic bags everywhere in shopping, grocery shopping particularly. Yeah. And uh, all those bags were meant to be being recycled. we just got to get rid of for them. For years. We have to just get rid of them. No more. No more of those. Weren't they making them out of potatoes or something at one point? Biodegradable. Or were and, they making cars out of potatoes no, or they, something? They, I can't they remember. They can do biodegradable <laughs> um, semi-plastic-like things that work right. and then they rot and they're great. I think they cost They rot a in a year more. or something? I don't know. They but cost... you're a surfer. Like, yep. You see all the stuff in the... Oh, don't talk to me about plastic lids on takeaway coffees. It's awful, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, takeaway coffee. There's uh, another one. Don't get me started. For years, no one knew that the, the cups weren't recyclable because they had um, a wax. A plastic wax on, uh, wax on it. Yeah. That's changing quickly, which is good. That is changing. In fact, um, I do you mind if I cite a, um, a little example? <laughs> Please. Um, there is a council uh, or a county uh, in Australia which has now just built a road out of used... Take away plastic cups, nice. and in fact, in fact, the wax that's used on the cup, which was always a problem for recycling, is now indeed an an advantage. How it binds the material better, <laughs> and it looks like asphalt. I love and it. they've run about I don't know 100 meters, 200 meters, or something of this road, and they're yeah. going to, they're testing it right now. Yeah, and it's all out of plastic cups, including <laughs> the lid. So thank God, and put it. <laughs> Put it into a road instead of into the ocean, people. Do you know what it looks like? Is it white? Like no, it's like, black. It's black. Oh, they probably colour it. I don't, I'm sure. I'm sure like they colour margarine to look like butter. They colour this to look like a road. But if it can work. The other thing is it's bound so well that when you have storms that normally create potholes, yeah. this won't create potholes. It doesn't get that fine crack that then opens up. Really? This is So it's actually cheaper to put down more reliable, and drives with a very low sound as well, that tyre noise. So is it's it cheaper? That's road. the key. Is it cheaper? Can't guarantee it's no. cheaper. <laughs> Not when you do 100 metres of it, but perhaps on a full rollout. And you know what? We're going to have to do it. I don't think there's an option. Or is that me being prescriptive? Uh, this, this is we, where it breaks these down. These plastic I'm cups, this. these cups. Oh, my God. How, I don't know the number, but imagine the number. Yeah. Around the world. You know, we use this term closed economy, closed loop economy and all that sort of stuff to try and say, well, we'll get things back in the system. And economically, you know, your brain goes, well, of course, that makes sense. You can serve the resources, you can serve energy. And by recycling, by closing that loop, it has to be better. But the reality is that an awful lot of businesses out there have decided it's not better. They're quite happy to have an open-ended loop and, and waste it out the other end. Uh, they wouldn't operate that way if there was lots of money to be saved by closing the loop. Oh, that's true. And, and so, so I you're get suggesting depressed if, because the dollars don't work in the right direction here. If the money was there, it would be happening. Exactly. So, mm. I, for example, um, there's a lot of rare metals or rare-ish metals um, or metals that we're going to need, need a lot more of that we don't have that much of right. that go into EV batteries and so forth that and electronics. That, like copper? Yeah, but mm. copper cobalts in EVs ah, right. and all these other Lithium. things and, and much more, much rarer ones, you know. Um, right. That the, you can graph the price going up as we use more of it and then yep. at some point people go, well, I can make a few bucks out of doing a recycling plant and then up they, that's when they start. Right. And for example, 
solar panels, not many are being recycled at the moment. And no. it's, that's kind of scary because, and it's usually the criticism leveled by it is by the antis. It is. Um, we talked about solar in the last episode. Exactly. We um, never talked about recycling. We didn't really cover probably the one thing that the cynics really do go to. They get into it. And it's nonsense because the actual scale of the waste, even if you pulped all of those those cells, right? Right. It's nothing compared to the flow of industrial waste of glass and metal that's already hitting the system. It's nothing, right? Right. But let's, it's, it's a point. It's a reasonable point. There's lots of interesting metals that go into those solar cells and we should recycle them. But the physical recycling, crushing them, collecting the glass on the aluminium frames, yeah, that's great. Right. Do that today, no problem, especially the aluminium. Are they doing that today? They're doing the aluminium. Oh, they are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's I'm something so, at least. Not so much the glass. The rest of it is a chemical process because ah, to get it out. Right. And it's more expensive and the market's not there. So there are a few startups. I think there's one in California, Redwood or Sequoia or something, something like that. Right. And, and, and very cool. But the, the economics will come to them. Yep. But at the moment, we're not doing it. And it's kind of troubling that we're not doing it. I it mean, is troubling. I, the whole recycling, the whole recycling uh, industry disturbs me. Mm. I don't know. I can't put my finger on Well, I can. I don't think enough of it's being done. Yeah. Where for are it. the subsidies? Mm. Where are the subsidies? Well, subsidies come out of your tax. And people... Yeah, but we're subsidising other things. Politicians have decided that you won't pay for it. That's what they've decided. So we need to convince the population that it's a good idea. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's, it's not that I'm in the business of convincing anyone of anything, but I just want just seems to make sense to me. Yeah. I don't understand producing shit and then putting it in the ground for a thousand years. Yeah. It just inherently doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Um, and that if we had enough technology to make the thing in the first place, I've always thought, don't we have enough technology to pull the thing apart, even if it is a chemical reaction? Not cheaply. That's the right, problem. Right, right. So Money, money, money. So if we take plastics, yep, um, which have been very problematic because they're so yeah. cheap to make. So cheap to make and so damaging yes. in the environment, may yeah. I say. And we can have campaigns and we get rid of straws, plastic straws, very cool, and we go to paper ones. Not, not my favourite way of drinking. I'd rather have no straw, but... Um, you know, we can do those things. But the reality is we're producing massive megatons of plastics and only, what, 10 to 15% ever if goes that, anywhere near recycling. Yep. And a lot of plastics are not very recyclable. I mean, PET stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, if you get it. But then there's a lot of other plastics and so just chuck it. And it's just Ugh. like a landfill, right? Just, or the ocean. It's there's really There's a few bad. islands out there now. There'll be a country soon. Yeah. With all the plastics that are out, call out to Jack Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is dreadful. I know. I, on yeah. this one, I'm, I'm veering really into pessimism as we talk. Yeah. Um, so there are some really cool things going on to lower the cost of recycling. So one of these things right. is something we talked about very first episode, but AI is being used, it has been for some years, to power sorting machines, to reduce the cost right. of sorting Okay. Okay. Now, so we can very quickly understand what something is exactly, and so where it needs to go. Think of a conveyor belt. Yep. And think of a robot arm. This is good. Yeah. Yep. Which is flicking the recycled things one way and leaving the non-recyclable stuff on the conveyor belt. Right. Okay. So that's the way it works. Now it used to be people. Yes. Yeah. Who now make it, mistakes. Yeah. And but, contaminate. 
True. Isn't contamination a big issue? So it is. Right. And that adds cost. Yep. So it was people, certain level of efficiency. Yep. Now they've got machine learning and it's brilliant because wow. they learn from the people, learn from the cameras, yep. and the robot does it quicker and faster and with less errors, right? And they've been doing it for some years and okay. now that's becoming pretty standardized in really? that industry. Yeah. Right, okay. So the cost comes down. So that's kind of nice. That's good. That's good. Yep. The other thing that gives me hope is, well, we've got new types of polymers which will go through more recycling without breaking down. Right. So some of that coming, but right. more expensive. Okay. Right. So that's not so good. Is it more expensive due to scale or... Or, good question. Or people trying to profit maximize, or there was a lot of development to get that far and they need to recoup their funds within a certain I payback period. I think the raw product is more expensive. Right, I okay. Think. okay. Um, and, you know, it adds for every plastic bottle, every plastic container of butter, everything adds yep. a few, you know, a cent or two, and they, they people, factories, they don't want to do it. So... The other thing I'm looking at, which I think is interesting, and there's a nice little story behind it, is they're finding better ways of doing the chemical processing because we're getting better at the biology. Now, this right. is a bit weird, but yeah. <laughs> this goes back a few years. A Japanese scientist isolated yep. a bacteria in a huge garbage dump in Japan because they found oh. that the plastics were breaking down faster. No. And they found the bacterium Fantastic. had evolved specifically to oh eat my God. PET plastic. <gasps> I know. <laughs> That's amazing. I like that one. I love that this one. Is, this, is, this, is a small Evolution. Of, this is small kernels of hope that I grab onto. Wow. So okay. nature fighting back. Yeah. Evolution in, in and, and they isolated it. Right. And I went, here it is. And what does it do? It produces some new enzyme that other bacteria don't know. It breaks right. it down and eats plastic. Biodegrades it. Okay, very cool. So then other scientists built on that because they published and some scientists in um, UK, I think it was, oh, I better not say the city because I'm guessing one of the universities in the UK. Right. Um, built on it, they isolated it and then they also started genetically modifying what they found to make it improve. Even better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dare I say gain of function. <laughs> so I like this because other companies then built on that and there's one, I think it's called Carbios or something in France, that's sort of the leader, or it was last time I looked. Right. There's about three or four out there that are basically saying we can isolate that enzyme and we can run these bioreactors in our recycling factories where you can put, you know, 100 tonnes of PET, PET plastic in, compress it, add heat, add this bacteria, and it breaks down much faster and therefore much more cheaply right. and less energy. Wow. I have a lot of, I mean, I'm wishing, I don't know how quickly that will evolve, but I, I look at it and go, that's some hope. That is hope. Because it might change the economics. Massive hope. Yeah. Because I just can't comprehend. This is, I get, I, I get this more than I get the carbon side of things. I can't comprehend that we've gone so many decades saying, yeah, sure, private companies, you put your product into a container that won't... D- be destroyed for a thousand years and will privatize the profit but totally socialize the cost. Oh, that's a nice phrase. I like that. I just can't believe that we still allow that to happen. Can you say that again? Privatize the profit. Privatize the profit. And socialize. And socialize the cost. cost. And that's what we do in carbon, yeah? That's what we do because we don't ask these, uh, look, there's a lot of products, but let's just talk for a moment about mostly consumer goods. 
that we buy in grocery stores. Yeah, that's the big problem here. And we buy these things and they're put in plastics that cause all sorts of damage. Even if they do break down, but they don't get to that center, they end up in a creek, they end up in the surf, they end up in an ocean, they end up in a yep. you know, forest, um, or they end up just in landfill. Yeah. And they'll be there in a thousand years. And who bears that cost? Society yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though that large consumer goods brand and brands, there are many of them, took all the profit for it. Yeah. It just drives me nuts. I can't stand it. But I don't see any... And you can call... Hard to call me a good old lefty. But when it comes to this, <laughs> yeah. it really drives me crazy. And um, it has to stop now. <laughs> Because well, I'll, I'll, do you I'll, remember the milkman? I like your sentiment. Do you remember the milkman? <laughs> yeah. The milkman, you used to... Collect the bottles. Yeah, you'd collect the bottles. And he, and he, she, mostly he back then, but if we did it again now, yeah. it would be he, she. Uh, we, rightfully so. And we would, uh, the milk person would come and drop off your bottles of milk yeah. and pick up what you used yesterday. Yeah. And where did that go? It didn't actually get recycled in terms of glass. It got clean. Got reused. Reused. The reusable industry. Oh, yeah. And now, where did that go? Now, I also remember getting butter and it was in paper. Didn't yeah. have to be in plastic. You can still do that. Yeah, you can still do it. But look how much margarine and everything's in oh, plastic. But that bottle one. The is, bottle. That one reminds me. So yep. I went to a cooperative uh, store uh, not far from here, where they do everything as organically and as green as you can imagine, cool. right? Do you because actually turn up with your own bottles to fill I, them up? I, you, you can. Yeah, I yes. love that. Or they provide clean jars and everything of all shapes and sizes. But glass. Yeah, and what you do is you weigh the jar, fill it with whatever you're getting, and, and then, then weigh it again. The effective difference That's is it. the cost. So it doesn't matter what where? shape the bottle is. I love that. I know, it's brilliant. That, why isn't that on so a mass scale? here's where they had the biggest problem. Yep. Not consumers. Consumers oh, loved it, right? Right. Yeah. The customers are good. So when they wanted to get, say, for example, milk supplied yep. in churns, like, give us the churns. Yeah. The milk people were like, no, we're going to know how to do this one way. <gasps> yeah. So the supply chain is not bottle. set up for it anymore. They don't want to do it. They're wow. like, oh, that'd be a separate thing. And oh. we don't want to give it to you. And then the other problem they had was with health and safety people from the government Uh-oh. coming in. <laughs> Who made them, I kid you not, Yep. say you have to have hands washed and everything washed in between each scoop of different produce. Right. Uh, and it just broke the system. And I mean, oh, it, it's insane. Is right? that globe somewhere else? So, or no, that that's Australia? here. That's, that is yep. in Sydney. Really? That is in Manly. Wow. And they okay. are fantastic people. They're operating. Right. But it's hard for them to operate. It's yep. not easy for them to operate so inside it's the a, system. It's the systems against them. The systems against them right. of the supply chains. Whereas it should be the other way around. It should be. Yeah. And they have partnered, I believe, with other co-ops, food co-ops, um, who try and do similar things to try and improve their economies of scale, their buying power. Right. And that has helped. They've gone back to the manufacturer and said, but we've now got five yes. places that will buy it this way if you will supply it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, but that's, it's hard. It's a, it's a bright light. The, it's a bright light. I'm feeling really depressed because I don't think they're going to win. I just think the, oh, the, the industrial complex here yep. is so tooled up on such fine profit margins. That's true. And they don't. Give us stuff about they their open system. They do fail aluminium. I, I, aluminium so, yeah. I so want to name brands. 
<laughs> You're not going. I'm not PJ, going. PJ, we're to. not being sued. We're not. Being uh, sued. No, I know. I'm not going to name brands, but we know the large consumer. It's it's in the consumer goods sector predominantly, but not all. Mm. I mean everything. But I mean, I could look at golf clubs. We could get I could in, look at tennis yeah. rackets. I mean, you can go nuts. But at least those things have some form of life yeah. that might be years. I can't stand the idea that you just you, you can still get something in plastic. Use it once, yeah. and it goes into landfill for a thousand years. So, where's the attention on this? I know, and because we're all for carbon, and we've we've had two now a little bit around carbon, but where's where's the attention on this? I think we have to keep reframing the question yep. back to show and uh, the profit side and and tease the profit motive. So, for example, right. <laughs> if we go back on motor vehicles and say, what if you made a modular vehicle, right? Yep. That these components are fully recycled, but what if it kept your audience with you? What if it got you brand loyalty for 50 years on this vehicle? Yes. What if you kept making money as a service around this vehicle? I don't know. I'm just yep. brainstorming here, but yep. if you don't Instead frame of- it back in the profit you know, motive, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. Although government will subsidize other things. Uh, they will, but... Um, it's just been disappointing to date. I don't have hope. Well, let's let's Isn't talk this terrible? about some I'm, positives. We're the opposite here. Let's I'm normally talk, yeah, we are. <laughs> let's let's let let me let me try and lighten your mood. Um, tires. Yeah, I think there's a lot of work around recycling tires now. Yeah, I mean they're turning them into kids' playgrounds, and I don't deny that that kids' playground is going to be operative for a thousand years. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but at least it's being used for something that we didn't use something else for. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to, you know, pull something else out of the ground in order to create that children's playground. We already had the rubber. Um, they're creating roads out of yeah. tires. They're creating all sorts of things. I actually saw on what's that? TV? Grand Designs. Oh, the real estate. Um, well, I saw it's- them. It was someone doing a fantastic. Well, fairly ordinary house, but innovative. Um, and the they cut it out of a section of land, and the whole retaining wall was made out of tyres. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, filled with mud. Yep. Um, worked beautifully. And, 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 uh, and you know what? When you're talking about civil engineering projects, you're talking about a lot of material. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So if you can save the energy around concrete, for example, yep. and the emissions around that, and use recycled stuff. Yep. For big projects like that, wow, yep. what, a, what an impact that has. So it is sort of happening. I just yeah. I just still feel that recycling was cool 25 years ago, not mm. so cool now. Yeah. If I'm sitting around a table with polite company, the conversation definitely goes to electrification and carbon, but, but not, not recycling. to recycling. And we have to do it. We have to do it much better. A um, couple of things come to mind as well with, uh, you know, we talk about solar panels. Yep. So there's good news there in that um, I'm told by the leading solar guy we talked about last time, yep. Martin Green. But they're putting 40-year warranties on solar panels. Wow. Now. So this idea, yeah, this idea that okay. they all end up in landfill really yeah. fast is nonsense. It, it might have been true at one point yep. that they didn't last that long. I do remember 20 years. Yeah. Now we're at 40. 40-year warranties where we're at now with well, the, the top-level stuff. So. Well, I think, too, that means that, I, to be the optimist, it means that anything you put in now, within 40 years, they will work out how to recycle that material. I'm, I'm not worried about solar panel recycling. Yeah, ever. right. And, and if you go to the lesser evil, the extra <laughs> solar panels being recycled versus 
all the fossil fuel destruction, <laughs> all the iron being worn out on train wheels to carry coal. That's true. All the, you know, it just goes on forever. That's the actual true. wear and tear in that industry. That's true. So that one doesn't worry me, but the plastics one does. Yeah, um, it does. The metals one, you really don't think so. In all your travels, yeah. you've not, apart from the Japanese enzyme example, bacteria yeah. example, yeah. which is now being utilised in France. Yeah, it's being industrialised, and here, right. there are companies and here, here doing it. Okay, yeah. um, you don't sound as optimistic though about the growth of that sector and the. It's too. It's that slow. Within years, or PET the, bottles the, will be. To my mind, the only thing that will make a step change in moving more rapidly towards a circular economy on plastics is government regulation, which says you must. Yep. That you must factor for the cost of this somewhere in your product, for example, unless you take it back. Right. All the things that were done with aluminium, which right. is highly recyclable. That's the problem. You know, aluminium is very, very easy yeah, to recycle and it, you can keep doing it, which is yep. really nice. Um, yep. Plastics, it's, it's complex. You can do it so many times, it breaks down, the polymers get shorter, it's not so good. So we create... I, so, it's but it's got to be regulatory, which I know in the US, of course, it's sort of, you're now the antichrist. You're talking about government, you know, they want the market to do it. They don't want the government to do it. But I think it right. has to be the, the government. There is no other way yeah, of there's forcing no other way. the process. Um, and yep. also, for example, making it illegal to do built-in obsolescence at a stupid level where your products are just dying every three years and thrown in the trash because yes. you've built in, you know, yes. a, a diode that'll wear out or, yeah. or whatever. It's just insane. That it is insane. Criminal. It's actually insane. Yeah. And but you make more money. Yeah. They get another well, purchase. The yeah. microwave gets thrown well, away when they buy another one. I come back to the privatization of the profit and socialization of the cost. It's, it's insane. And I was looking for better news from you. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, PJ. Uh, so, um, and I love the fact that they've given the, um, this terrible plastic acute acronym called PET. Yeah, yeah. There's lots worse than that. Give though. me a break. Um, yeah. It's, uh, there's well, lots, we're a bit lost, I, I think. I'm, no, no. I'm I feel like there's lots lost. of little good news stories. But overall, if I ask the question at the moment, is the world fucked on recycling? On plastics yes. particularly? I say yes. You say yes. What do you say? Yeah, it feels like yes. I've taken you south on this one. You have. I felt good after. Let's call it. All right. Let's call it. Next topic. See you, folks. <laughs>